we are live. Great. Uh, good evening and welcome to the Thursday, January 19th, 2023 Active Transportation Commission. The meeting is now called to order. Will the clerk please call the roll to establish a quorum? Thank you, Chair. If all commissioners could please unmute and turn on your video. Commissioner Brassel. Here. Commissioner Buenrostro. He's in the, um, the attendees section right now. Let me add them right now. Commissioner Buenrostro. Here. Commissioner Carpenter. Here. Commissioner Granville. Here. Commissioner Harris. Commissioner Harris. I see Commissioner Harris. I see that Maybe. you're in the meeting. Yeah. Uh, you're muted. If you could please unmute. I think she's frozen. I think so too. <laughs> we'll come back around to Commissioner Harris. Commissioner Heidorn. Present. Commissioner Heim. Here. Commissioner Hooped. I'm here. Commissioner Ward Waller. not present. Vice Chair Pollins. Here. And Chair Westbrook. Present. Thank you. We have quorum. Our, right. Pardon me. Let me circle back around. Um, Commissioner Harris. Still frozen, it looks like. Uh, we do have quorum, so we may begin. Wonderful. Okay, uh, this meeting is virtual, as you probably assumed. Uh, for members of the public who wish to join, please refer to the agenda up for the Zoom link. Once you have joined the meeting and wish to speak, use the raise your hand feature to provide public comment when the chair confirms the public comment speaking period for your desired item. If you're online, click on raise your hand on the bottom of your screen. Uh, in the mobile app, you can raise your hand by tapping the raise your hand option in the more tab. And if you're calling in via telephone to raise your hand, dial star nine, then to unmute or mute, dial star six. Speakers will be called on by the last four digits of their phone number. You'll have three minutes to speak once you're called on and we'll now proceed with today's agenda. Uh, please rise for the opening acknowledgments in honor of Sacramento's indigenous peoples and tribal lands. <clears throat> All right, sorry, I gotta make sure I can still read this. <laughs> okay. All right. To the original people of this land, the Nisenon people, the Southern Maidu Valley, and the Plains Miwok, Patwin-Wintu peoples, and the people of the Wilton Rancheria, Sacramento's only federally recognized tribe, 
May we acknowledge and honor the Native people who came before us and still walk beside us today on these ancestral lands by choosing to gather together today in the active practice of acknowledgement and appreciation for Sacramento's Indigenous people's history, contributions, and lives. Thank you. Uh, please remain standing for the opening acknowledge. Oh, sorry. Oh. Okay. Uh, please remain standing for the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. All right. Now be seated. Okay. All right, our uh, first business today is approval of the consent calendar. Madam Clerk, are there any members of the public who wish to speak on the consent calendar? Thank you, Chair, I have no hands raised. Thank you. Are there any commissioners who wish to speak on this item? This is Commissioner Haupt. I will move to approve. Wonderful. I can always count on you, Commissioner Haupt. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. I'll second. <laughs> you as well, Commissioner Haupt. Thanks. Okay, so I have a motion from Commissioner Haupt and a second from Commissioner Heim. Uh, will the clerk please call the roll for the vote? Thank you, Chair. Commissioner Brassel. Aye. Commissioner Buenrostro. I, I think I abstained because I wasn't at the last at that meeting. Is that correct? Yeah, abstain. Thank you. Commissioner Carpenter? Aye. Commissioner Granville? Aye. Commissioner Harris? It's absence. <laughs> Commissioner um, Heidorn? Aye. Commissioner Heim? Hi, Commissioner Harris is here, but she has no audio, it looks like. I see, I've marked that on the, um, on my notes for the minutes here. Um, Commissioner Hopped? Aye. Commissioner Ward-Waller? She is uh, waiting for you to make her a panelist. Can you guys hear me? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. This is like my third try. I don't know. That's the evening for me. I, I, by the way, or whatever from Mr. Bowen, I feel like it's going to pass anyway. Apologies that I was here just having serious technical issues. Thank you. We'll love. Um, and we'll Commissioner come. Ward Waller is here, and uh, I to approval of the minutes. <laughs> Thanks. Okay, so 
Let me just confirm those two names then. Commissioner Harris? Uh, for your aye. vote on this matter? <laughs> yes, and Commissioner Ward-Waller? Aye. All right. Vice Chair Pollins? Aye. And Chair Westbrook? Aye. Thank you. The motion passes. Great. And yeah, I just wanted to acknowledge before moving on, um, if folks didn't see that some of the items in our um, log, the statuses have been updated. So um, just a reminder for all of us, I know we typically move through the consent calendar pretty quickly because the minutes are standard, but the log is also attached um, to the consent calendar. And there's some items on there where um, the status is reflective on like us taking action um, as, uh, as a commission. I think um, in particular, the one around equity, I think it asks for um, like, I can't remember the exact wording, but it seemed like it was kind of um, up to us as a commission to request to have that brought back to us and, and so forth. So just wanted to flag for folks. Okay, uh, we will uh, now move on to our first item, which is the commission staff report. Item number three, uh, is there a staff presentation? Erdua Westbrook, yes. Jennifer Donlin-Wyatt, Transportation Planning Manager. It's lovely to be with you all this evening. Forgive me, I am sick. So um, I will do my best to get through this with you tonight. Um, so I think the first thing I want to cover in my staff report um, is an update on the Del Rio Trail. The Tra Del Rio Trail is under construction. And if you did not know already, you can sign up for updates at delriotrailconstruction.org. Um, it's going to be a fantastically significant uh, addition to our off-street shared use path network. Um, so if you're interested in that, I encourage you to sign up for updates on that. The Del Paso Boulevard lane reduction, maintenance, traffic calming, school access improvement, which is up in District 2 in North Sacramento, that is underway. Um, we made some great progress before the temperatures dropped and the rains came. Um, and so we have to hold off on finishing up some of the, the work. And we're also waiting for um, the RFB materials to be delivered. It's really hard to get these types of uh, pieces of equipment right now, but it is in progress. Very excited about that one. Um, the other thing I wanted to remind commissioners about and the public who are watching, we have a small budget every year to upgrade traffic signals to detect bicycling so that the signal will change when a bicyclist arrives at the intersection. And that we look for, for to you, to the bicycling public, to share uh, key intersections that are important to you. So if there's an intersection that does not detect you, that does not know that you, when you're bicycling through, please let us know and we'll add that to the list. I also wanted to remind folks that we do have our um, bike rack program. We'll install bike parking for folks um, in either um, predominantly multifamily residential areas or commercial areas where there's a demonstrated need. Uh, we have budget and want to make sure there's parking for people when they bike. So please go to sacramentobikes.org and fill out the request form. And Jeff and Cassandra on our team will go out and do a site evaluation and ideally get some bike racks installed within a couple of weeks. And then last but not least, um, this will be the last meeting for a number of you commissioners. Um, more than half of the seats were up for, um, uh, up the terms were up. And so we spent the last four years together uh, working on this commission and it's been a pleasure to work with you. I don't know, we don't, staff are not involved in the process. So I don't know whether or not you've uh, reapplied 
or if you're appointed by a council member, whether you sought that appointment or not. But I just want to express deep gratitude for your passion for Sacramento, for active transportation in Sacramento. You make my job and my team's job better, more exciting, um, and a great joy to come with you nearly every third Thursday. Um, and so I just want to thank you for your service because it is a lot of reading. It is a lot of work. Um, and um, we appreciate your dedication. So thank you. And with that, that is my staff report. Thank you, Jennifer. That was a fantastic staff report, and I'm so sorry that you're not feeling well uh, right now. Hopefully you get better soon. Um, okay, um, Madam Clerk, are there any members of the public who wish to speak on this item? Thank you, Chair. I have no hands raised from the public. Thank you. Are there any commissioners who wish to speak on this item? And I see a hand from uh, Commissioner Ward-Waller. Uh, Jennifer, thank you for tirelessly showing up uh, at this meeting and <laughs> working with us even when you're sick. Um, hope you feel better soon. I just want to say um, that it has been a real pleasure. Um, I will uh, I, I will volunteer myself to continue to serve if I am asked, but uh, if this is my last meeting, I just wanted the chance to say what a pleasure um, it's been to work with all of you and, and just huge appreciation for the staff um, and how much you're doing to um, improve our city, improve how we get around our city, and, and uh, it just um, means so much to me to be a part of this um, work and yeah, just thank you for everything that you do. Thank you. Uh, Commissioner Hine? I was going to say the same words to Jennifer as well. And so it's Leslie who's been here with us the longest. Um, <laughs> and um, just thank you all. You know, I, I this is my four years as well. Started back in 2019. So I, uh, I'm going to miss you all, and I will see you around town. Um, I see Jennifer randomly, so I will see you guys around town. Wonderful. Uh, Commissioner Carpenter. Um, Jennifer and um, Leslie and Jeff and um, all of the team, thank you so much for having me. Um, it really has been such a pleasure. This is my last meeting. Um, so I did not uh, reapply. I figured others should let others um, have this opportunity. So thank you so much. And thank you to all the other commissioners. It's really been a pleasure uh, getting to know you and work with you through subcommittees. So um, I do plan to continue to be involved, um, just not in my current capacity. So um, thanks again and continue the great work. Thank you. Uh, commit, or, or Vice Chair Pollins. Thank you, Chair uh, Dora Westbrook. Um, likewise, I did not uh, reapply to re-up my position. My new city council member did, did offer uh, the seat to me to continue serving. Um, but uh, similarly, I, I felt like uh, uh, a new a new person uh, for District 1 would be uh, always a good thing to uh, 
to have a fresh set of eyes on on things. And so in that regard, uh, thanks to everybody that uh, has served on the commission while I have, and even those who are no longer on the commission, uh, it was uh, a great honor uh, to work with all of you. And thank you for your support in uh, Commissioner Smith's uh, nomination for me to be vice chair. That was also very unexpected and uh, pleasing nonetheless. So thank you all. Thank you. Well, this is a sad way to start the meeting. <laughs> but I really, I, I think yeah, it's appropriate. It's been, it's been really great working with you all. So hopefully continue to, you know, uh, Stay in touch, even outside of these meetings. For uh, this item in general, though, it, it is um, receive and file, so no vote is required um, by us, and we're going to move on to the next item. But we can continue to share kind words about all our fellow commissioners throughout the meeting if you want. <laughs> okay. So the uh, next item is going to be item number four, the Subcommittee on Status of Walking and Biking. Um, and I will be providing that presentation and discussion for the group, um, but really want to keep it, you know, casual and open. I'd be happy to um, put the document, to share the document if that's helpful for folks um, so we can have a deeper discussion, but it was also included um, in the agenda packet. So hopefully folks had an opportunity to review. I just want to, you know, start off by thanking uh, the subcommittee members who participated in discussions over the past couple months, um, in particular, Vice Chair Pollins, Commissioner Buenrostro, Commissioner Granville, and Commissioner Carpenter. I think it was really helpful um, to hear each of your perspectives and ideas for what, you know, a report like this could look like, because our commission has never uh, done something like this before. Um, so we didn't really... You know, at the beginning, we were kind of trying to figure out, like, you know, what, what should this report be and what should it look like? So, um, you know, we did our best effort to put something together and provide recommendations um, to the mayor and council. But I um, really want to spend tonight um, kind of going over those recommendations and hearing from you all um, on whether or not you're in support of them and, and would be open to um, providing this letter um, to the mayor and council. Um, so... Let's see, do I have um, the ability to share my screen? I think so. <clears throat> uh, I'll just do that now. Okay, so can folks see uh, my screen? Awesome, I'm getting some head nods. I think, think, think it's working. Okay, so um, kind of just, you know, starting uh, from the top, um, thought it was important to, you know, highlight what our powers and duties of a commission are and, uh, and make sure that, you know, um, council is aware of, of what those are, especially now that we have several new city council members um, in the city of Sacramento, really thought it was important to, to highlight uh, for our new members kind of what our purpose is at the Active Transportation Commission. Um, and in, in particular, you know, our um, last power and duty, which is to create an annual report and make recommendations to them. Um, from there, we move on to kind of what we talked about um, as a commission in 2022. 20, uh, 
and highlighting like what items were brought forward to the group. Um, I think that was a, a useful way to kind of convey just the wide breadth of uh, work that our commission does and all the different um, projects that we have the opportunity to comment on. So I um, wanted to make sure we highlight um, that information there. <clears throat> Especially like our April meeting was uh, packed full of stuff. So um, yeah, I think it's just really cool to look back, especially when, you know, um, as a subcommittee, we were thinking about like all the things that we've done in the year. There's quite a lot. So um, going and looking back at the past agendas, I think, um, was was a useful exercise for us. Um, but I would say the main part of this letter was to really provide recommendations um, to the mayor and council on how we can continue uh, to support walking and biking across the city. So that's the approach uh, that we took with this uh, particular report. Um, you know, I think the mayor and council are, are engaged and aware of a lot of the planning um, documents that, you know, we also comment on as a commission. But I think... Um, you know, we thought it was important to provide recommendations to them as well in ways that we can go above and beyond uh, the work that we're already doing. So moving on to those recommendations, we uh, had nine ideas. Um, one being to increase funding for active transportation. Um, and then under each idea, just really kind of um, providing a little bit more detail on, on, on why we think that's important. And, um, you know, and, and some of the recommendations also providing, um, you know, pointing to, to other places across the state who have um, been, who is doing this work. Um, so first recommendation was to increase spending for active transportation, obviously through the transportation priorities plan. We've all heard, um, you know, just how much uh, it's going to cost to build a lot of these um, active transportation projects. Um, but I think within here, we're, we're really urging the council to develop a city budget that reflects the need that we have. And um, at this time, uh, it, we don't feel that um, the city's budget adequately uh, funds active transportation the way it should be. Um, so that is a recommendation. Um, also had a re recommendation to expand the speed management program that we heard about last year. Um, uh, at the ATC, we heard a little bit more about that program and um, some of the, the work that they're um, currently doing. Um, so within here, uh, the recommendation, it, it's more of just, it's more of a support, I would say, <laughs> than a recommendation. It's, it's supporting that the work that the city is already doing um, to, to lower speeds um, across the city, um, especially the, the um, study that they plan to do um, to comply with AB 43 and AB uh, 1938. So this one, and it's, you know, encouraging them to continue the work that they're already doing and, and not slow down that effort. Um, and also some um, recommendations in here around the neighborhood traffic management program, which we heard about um, as a commission hasn't been funded for, for several years. Um, the next kind of recommendation we had was uh, develop a citywide safe routes to school program. Um, and I think, you know, this this could be really impactful for, for the city of Sacramento um, in, in making sure that students have a safe way to, to get to school. 
Um, and so within this recommendation, we suggest um, a, a city-wide coordinator that works with schools um, across the city on a safe routes to school plan. Um, and um, in 2021, the city already developed a um, City of Sacramento Vision Zero School Safety Study. So they've already done the planning work to identify where, where there's a need around this. And we're just um, making a suggestion to continue to implement that the plan and the great work that's been done there. <clears throat> the next um, recommendation is on reestablishing the Slow and Active Streets program. Um, you know, our, our subcommittee is aware of um, the evaluation that was done of the Slow and Active Streets program. Um, and we understand that it did uh, cost um, a little bit more than was expected. Um, but we think that um, overall and with the survey that was conducted by the city, um, you know, residents of Sacramento are, are supportive of slow and active streets. So we make the recommendation um, here that, you know, neighborhoods that are interested in, in having a slow street um, and, and do have the full support of folks within their community. And um, this is a, a strategy that the city should continue to support. The next recommendation is on uh, creating a Sacramento quick build uh, bikeways program. And this idea was something that we learned uh, the city of, Sac uh, city of San Diego actually um, recently established. And so we point uh, to that within this report. Um, they had out they allocate um, $1.1 million in funding to build um, nine miles of safe bikeways each year. And I think um, as having a, a citywide program that's focused on quick build projects and really making sure that um, we're doing as much as we possibly can to, to have more um, quick build uh, pilot or projects across the city could be, could be really impactful. Um, and so we make a recommendation that the city pursue funding through um, the active transportation program, which has a quick build pilot project um, as a feasible project type. All right, good, moving through. The next kind of recommendation that we had was to finalize the construction detour policy. And um, we've talked about this uh, a few times on the Active Transportation Commission since I've been here. Um, I saw in the commission log as well that we're planning to hear about that next month. So um, definitely seems like there is uh, progress being made on that policy. Um, but within this recommendation, we just really encourage uh, that the city finalize this policy this year, if we can, um, because there is quite a lot of construction um, happening in the downtown, midtown, and across the city that's really impacting the way people are able to travel by walking and biking and rolling. So I want to just make sure that we get that policy done. The next recommendation is on increasing bike parking. Um, I think that one's pretty straightforward. And uh, we also heard, you know, from Jennifer earlier on in the meeting that if folks have a need for um, increasing bike parking, um, that there is a form that you can fill out um, online. Um, but, you know, there is, so there's quite a, a an, 
it's pretty dense bike parking in the downtown midtown areas but if you look at that map you'll see other parts of the city um, haven't been so fortunate with bike parking that's provided there so I think making sure that we have bike parking um, in all parts of the city will make it um, a more accessible mode for 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 folks and make them you know feel more safe uh, biking to places knowing that they have a secure place to lock their bikes all right only two more to go. Uh, the next recommendation is to pilot an electric bike library. Um, and this is an idea I think has been really popular um, in around California and actually within our region. I've um, recently learned of several other cities that are trying to pursue a, the creation of an electric bike library, which allows people to test and ride electric bikes for a period of time. I think this could be really transformative um, for the city to create something similar. And so we've, um, in this summary here, have highlighted the city of Oakland's bike electric bike library uh, program that they've created. And then um, also just something to, uh, uh, something else to think about is, you know, having a, um, a place for people to test these bikes. Um, now that the state also has a voucher program for the purchase of an electric bike. So there's a really good connection to um, being able to test and, and you know, figure out if an electric bike is, is something that um, could work for, for folks and their families. Um, but then also, you know, um, being able to help people and provide assistance to actually purchase a bike through um, the um, state electric bike voucher program that will go online uh, this year, I think could be really valuable. <clears throat> and then last but not least is uh, the idea to create an active transportation commission dashboard. And this idea was actually brought forward by a community member the last time we provided an update to you all on this report. Um, and we agreed it would could be really uh, valuable and an opportunity for the public to see you know what we're working on as a commission so we provided some suggestions here um, of things that could be added to the dashboard such as letters that we send to mayor to the mayor and council um, any policies that are under our review so that the public is you know able to keep track of that work any grants that uh, the cities apply for and the outcome of those applications um, we've been really fortunate, I think, lately to receive some great grants, so I think highlighting um, that in the dashboard would be um, a good communication tool. Um, other things are like projects that we review as a commission, um, and then also some bicycle and pedestrian data um, that I think is important for folks to be aware of. So if there's bicycle or bicycle and pedestrian counts that are taking place, or um, the location or um, bicycle and pedestrian injuries and fatalities that we have um, on it on a yearly basis. I think that information is important and for you know us as commissioners to be aware of um, and the public. Uh, and then also progress on meeting our greenhouse gas and vehicle miles travel targets um, as a city. Um, so that's kind of a summary of, of what we Let's see, I'll stop sharing. Uh, what we included in the report, um, I was hoping we could have a discussion as a group and hear from you all on your thoughts. Um, and then, yeah, it's it, this item is um, received and filed. So um, I don't think we'll be taking action per se today as far as um, voting on whether or not to send it to 
um, the mayor and council, but I just want to make sure like if there's any edits or if you guys, if there's any, you know, things in here that you're like, no, I do not agree <laughs> uh, with these recommendations. I would love to hear that from you all. Okay, and I see some hands. Uh, Commissioner Ward-Waller. Oh, sorry, I think we have to do the public first. One second, I don't have my, okay. Um, Madam Clerk, are there any members of the public who wish to speak on this item? Thank you, Chair. I have one member of the public with their hand raised. Dan Allison, I'm going to give you the ability to speak. Good evening, commissioners. This is Dan Allison. Um, I would like to uh, recognize the importance of this report and um, to uh, support it. I like it. Um, it's not perfect, but it's a great one for this year and uh, it's a good basis for moving forward. And I very much hope that the commission um, agrees to and sends the letter on to uh, the council. Thank you very much. Commissioner or Chair, I have no more hands raised. Great. Okay. Are there any commissioners who wish to speak on this item? I see a hand from Commissioner Ward Waller. Sorry, finding my mute button. Um, thank you so much, Chair Westbrook and subcommittee. These are um, this report is is really terrific and very comprehensive. So I just want to recognize and appreciate the work you put in. Um, I, I agree, it's really valuable. I guess a couple of questions. One is, you know, if we're not voting tonight and sending this to council, when do we do that? And, um, I, you know, just with so many seats turning over on the commission, I'm concerned about us having a quorum at a our next meeting or a future meeting when we when we do approve this, especially given that this um, group of commissioners is most familiar with um, the items that we've heard and kind of the, the recommendations and the content of your report. So, um, so that's one question. And then I'm also wondering, um, you know, the, there's a lot of recommendations in here. Um, which is great. Um, I think it is important to have a lot of ideas to send to council. However, um, we hear often how um, busy and taxed the staff are. Um, so I wonder if, you know, are the recommendations listed in priority order? And if not, do we want to prioritize and make sure it's clear that, you know, the first three or whichever number um, are are most important priorities in terms of allocation of staff time, um, just to make sure that, you know, they don't pick number nine. And then, you know, that's kind of was kind of a, you know, not our most important priority. And uh, anyway, you understand. So just wondering about process, and then do we want to prioritize these? Um, but I think they're all really excellent. So appreciate the work that put in was put in. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I'll, I'll respond to that now, if that's okay with you, uh, Commissioner Hydorn, before going on to your next question. Um, so I was also 
trying to figure out process. Uh, the timing isn't great, um, obviously, with a lot of folks leaving um, and our subcommittee not being able to meet um, in January. So, um, and I, I felt a little uncomfortable, I'll be honest, like just giving this to you guys and being like, okay, vote on it without people seeing it. So I think that was challenging. Um, I do think there needs, I don't, and I would maybe Jennifer, if you're um, on the line, um, trying to figure out process and, you know, the, the, I'm open to, I'm open to ideas and stuff, but I think we haven't quite figured out like what are we allowed to do and what are we allowed to do, I guess. Yeah, I would defer to our city attorney advisor, Kurt Winletter, who's, there he is, he's there on the meeting to advise us on this. Okay, thank you. Yeah, so what I'd recommend is that, um, you know, unfortunately, I think it is incumbent upon us to put this to a future date so that it is agendized as an action item. So, you know, at this time, I see the chair is presenting the documentation to the commission for review and consideration that can happen right now, open and public as we're doing. It can be taken home. It could be reviewed and then brought back at a later time. If we find that there is an issue with staff getting up to speed, uh, or rather, I'm sorry, commissioners that are new getting up to speed on the documentation, and that delays the process a bit, um, you know, I think that's just is what's going to have to happen, um, because we need to have this agendized as an action item. We don't want to take any votes or any commission, any body action at this time. <clears throat> okay, that's really helpful. Thank you so much, Kurt. Um, the question is, oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Can I just ask a follow-up question on that? I mean, because the rules around having a subcommittee have changed and this work on the letter was done in a subcommittee, I mean, is the is it incumbent now upon the chair to make any changes based on our discussion this evening to bring back to the commission at a future meeting? Yeah, that's a good observation. I think because this is a product that was born of an... Uh, what is now an outdated procedure, let's say, um, you know, technically they're talking about ad hocs, but your observation is apt. Um, I think that the product is still standing. I don't think that there's any rules that are going to mandate that the chair take responsibility for uh, incorporating any edits of or things of that nature. What I would recommend is that this body make decisions. Um, uh, either they can have a discussion right now or it can be coupled with the future discussion. Regardless, when um, <clears throat> the final decision is made on recommendations, potential edits, inclusions, and things of that nature, um, it take place in an open and transparent manner at such a meeting. And then what we can do is we can, um, as a commission, vote on electing someone, for lack of better words, take responsibility for finalizing that document. The, the chair uh, being, you know, at this point responsible for and, and part of the process, I think that would be a, a good fit. But the body could always say, we've made these recommendations, we're going to ask this individual to finalize the report for presentation to city council. Okay. Thank you. 
sounds good. Well, just for the sake of our discussion this evening, I mean, I do want to register my support for this, not about, <laughs> but, you know, if at the future presentation for future commission to vote on this, I think it would be, you know, valuable for that, that body to know and understand kind of where this group, how this group feels about the report and the recommendations and the need to provide it to council. So um, I, I would be happy to be part of those future discussions, but if I am not, <laughs> I want to register my support. And I think, you know, Chair Westbrook, uh, also the idea of, you know, prioritizing and mm -hmm. having, you know, particularly funding, which we talk about all the time, um, you know, the sales tax measure that was proposed on the ballot this year just failed. So there's really, you know, lots of need we know for funding for, you know, these issues, not necessarily for new highways. <laughs> so I want to just say, say that as well. I mean, really like pushing the council to think hard about um, these priorities and um, yeah, support our recommendations. So thank you. Sounds good. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, I, I, I really like that idea of uh, prioritizing as well. That was not um, done and in, in what was um, shared with you all. So I think we want to have that discussion. Um, I am open to kind of fleshing out edits here in this meeting. I understand we have um, a big agenda though. So um, I kind of want to, we'll, we'll see, we'll see where the time goes. Um, but uh, Commissioner Hydorn. Yeah, first want to echo what uh, Commissioner Ward-Waller said, and, and thank you, Chair, and also the subcommittee members. I thought this was really good. I was excited by each of these recommendations. Um, I also love the idea of, of looking at the prioritization, but think that as it happens, increasing funding for active transportation should probably stay your top recommendation. Um, if, if there is room to offer thoughts, it's not really changing the priorities, but I, I still don't fully understand if the ideal is to come back and do edits or if it's maybe to suggest things for you to consider if, if you want to do a revised document. Um, but I might just consider particularly for that first bullet, elaborating a little bit on, on what that could mean. And I think saying something like it should be sustained or dedicated funding. I, I think it's important that it not just be every once in a while the council considers throwing money at this, but there'd be money that can be reliably there so that all the staff know that they have this money that they can do long-term planning with. So if there could be something in there about that, and I, I also particularly like the reference to measure A by Commissioner Waldwaller, I'm sure there will be something else coming back looking at this and maybe a statement that we hope city leaders, uh, if something like this comes back, do consider ensuring there's a fair share for active transportation. So I think there might be an opportunity to put some of those points in the document. And I thought, thought all the priorities were, were really strong. Um, Last one is kind of a minor one, but uh, I love the, the electric bike library idea. I was also wondering, and I'm so glad you mentioned the, the state program that gives subsidies or vouchers out for this, but it's only like $10 million. So I imagine the money is going to go pretty quickly. I was just wondering if, if we may want to recommend or include within that some reference to that program and trying to do what we can as a city to encourage our residents to kind of be first in line to try and get that money. Um, and I know other cities have also decided to supplement with their own money, uh, which could also be an interesting recommendation to, to consider. So with that, uh, thank you all for your work. I was really excited by these and look forward to coming back. 
Thank you so much, Commissioner Hydorn. I think, yeah, those are all fantastic um, comments. And I really like the idea of, um, yeah, everything you said, sorry. I, I, I'm like, it's hard for me to process all of this and then also um, have thoughtful comments, but I really appreciate um, uh, your ideas and recommendations and I'm like scribbling things down as we go. Um, but I think to your first comment of like, what is the, what are we thinking or how are we gonna approach this? Um, I, I would like to propose that um, right now, this is the time for everyone to give me um, edits and suggestions. And even if you want to propose an order that things get listed in, and then I would be happy to, to make those revisions. Um, and then at our next meeting, uh, bring this item back for a vote. So um, I, yeah, I, I think, um, you know, in the letter, we really express urgency around action that needs to take place. So I would really love to not stall this out for many, many months if if possible. Obviously, if we need to have that discussion, I think that is um, really important. Um, and of course, we will have new members, but um, I would like to use this meeting as a space for any and all edits that, that folks would like to suggest to, to tell me now, and, and I'll spend the, the next month kind of revising the document and bringing it back to you all. Um, okay, next is Commissioner Heim. I I, do, I was one of the ones that was kind of nervous about this, but I want to say you guys did an amazing job and I can see the hard work that went into this. And so I definitely commend you on this. Um, I, do, I just have a small um, little suggestion and that of course um, was already brought up is prioritizing your wants because it is a large document. And we all know comprehension and attention span when it comes to certain things. And so I definitely want to um, point out the heart prioritizing. Um, I one of the things I want to uh, point out, though, is a citywide safe route, safe school route thing. I want to know if maybe Leslie has already had something like that, because I believe Leslie did one for like some school routes already. So I wonder if she already did a, a big one and then just only gave us small routes that we were looking at. Um, so, cause that may be something that's already done and it just didn't get, only certain areas were funded. So I don't know if you have that. Um, I just was thinking about, I think you may have did that, um, did that for, I think it was like, there was a couple in um, D5 um, in the Oak Park area that we had some school routes that were um, on a plan that was off of the Stockton or the Broadway plan. It was like a bunch of plans that ran into one section. So I believe you may have done that presentation. So I don't know if you did a major, a full one. So anyway, that's yeah. what that, <clears throat> oh yes. Am I allowed to answer? Yeah. <laughs> I, I am. Can I just say one thing really quick? Yeah. And then I would love to hear Leslie. Um, so the recommendation is to have like a person, not necessarily create a new plan. Okay. Um, yeah, um, but Leslie, go ahead. So um, you're referring to the Vision Zero School Safety Study, I believe, where we chose 20 schools throughout the city, yeah. where we saw data that supported the need to make some improvements that make it just safer for kids to get to school, but very focused on active transportation. Um, that plan was adopted and we even have secured some funding through Doris Matsui's office to start right. implementing some of those. We'll have to chip away at them over time, but a lot of them are very competitive in the TPP. Um, 
that's I think different from what the recommendation is. True, but I was wondering yeah. if maybe there was already, even though she's asking for a yeah. dedicated person, if there was already a overall something that could be geared for this dedicated yeah. person. Yeah, so many, many cities, already there. Yeah, many cities have a dedicated person and an ongoing program. Okay. Right? So we can keep the work rolling rather than having standalone plans. Gotcha. Okay. And then um, the last thing I wanted to say is, or two, two more things. Um, one of the things, because I know you work for the state, I was thinking is when you look at something like this, um, you can maybe um, think about a BCP and how we're asking for funding and maybe frame it in those aspects because we're asking for a large amount. Um, so maybe look at using some of that language. Um, and then... Um, the other, the last point I want to make is like this new year going forward, because there is no, there are no subcommittees, maybe you can carve out time in your future meetings to start your new plan um, so that you don't have to do it all at the end um, by yourself. So that's it. Thank you, Commissioner Heim. I'm lucky I've had the privilege of not having to do a BCP, so I don't know what that's like, but um, yeah, and also we're, I mean, I would love to continue this role, but we are holding elections in February, so we'll see. Oh. Yeah, there is, you know, there could be someone Email else. Email me at work, I'll, I'll send you a sample. <laughs> yeah, so we'll see what the future holds, uh, but thank you so much for your comments. I think those are, yeah, definitely things, um, to look into. Uh, Vice Chair Pollins. Uh, thanks, Chair Dora Westbrook um, and commissioners. Uh, I did want to um, thank uh, Chair Dora Westbrook for uh, doing a lot of the heavy lifting and keeping this going uh, throughout uh, the loss of some of our subcommittee members. Um, and, uh, and, and yeah, I think uh, the the product overall is is very good and 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 I think uh, we owe a big hand to Chair Dora Westbrook for for doing a lot of that heavy lifting. So thank you. Thank you so much, Vice Chair Pollins. It was been great working with you, and I really, yeah, it's, it was a, a new exercise for all of us. So <laughs> I appreciate everyone's on the subcommittee's patience as we try to figure out what it is we actually wanted to do. So, <laughs> um, okay, uh, Commissioner Harris. Thank you so much. Uh, again, just echoing the great work. I, I think all of the um, things you've brought up in, in the subcommittee's report are fantastic. Um, I am wondering when we're prioritizing, because I do think it would be helpful if there is a way to not just put them in order, but perhaps um, prioritize more challenging versus easier wins as well. Um, because I really, <laughs> with my background uh, and what I do, I really love the idea of the, um, the dashboard because of the built-in accountability um it really gives kudos to where we need it and it really focuses um, a light on all of the other issues that we know are a challenge so even though it's maybe not the one most it, it doesn't move the ball uh directly i think it's a very um specific ask to keep the needs of the community and the uh, the 
already <laughs> existing commitments and plans um, at the forefront of um, the city's mindset. So um, I don't know if there's a way as we're going through, I, I definitely agree that it's helpful to uh, prioritize, but if there's a way to maybe prioritize a short-term, you know, easies, <laughs> the easy ones versus the more challenging um, top priorities, maybe that would be a way um, so that we could have more than one first choice, um, however you see fit. Yeah, no, definitely. So it sounds like we need, okay, 652. Sounds like we need to start moving into this prioritization conversation. <laughs> I really appreciate all the kudos from everyone. I'm just doing a time check. Okay, um, Commissioner Wardwaller. Um, well, as I'm looking at the list now, I'm like getting more ideas about priorities. <laughs> um, so just to uh, follow up on that, um, Chair, I do feel I agree with the sort of easy versus challenging, although I think the things that move the needle, both things that move the needle, but also the consideration of staff capacity needs to be factored in. And so I would would ask or recommend, you know, if if possible to follow up with Jennifer, you know, after the meeting and just get her thoughts on sort of the staff capacity to work on these different pieces. Um, I will say with that in mind, I am aware, we are aware based on previous meetings that the construction detour policy, which is your number six, is something that staff have already put time into. So it seems like really a council lift at this point to get that across the finish line. Um, so I would recommend moving that up into like the top three or four um, to uh, make sure that is a clear priority. Um, but I do think for me, number one, it's still number one, um, and that should stay at the top of the list, um, as well as the speed management program. Um, since that is something that is underway, the laws have been changed, you know, really getting that implemented is, is something I know the staff are already thinking about. Um, so I, I would keep those top two in, in your top, um, top two or three um, and then the safe routes to school is one that's close to my heart so I think that is also a really important one but I, I'd love to see that construction detour policy moved up a little bit um, and uh, and I, I agree with the idea that they that the ATC dashboard is one that maybe is um, going to help with the kind of accountability so um, that one might move up a little bit as well but all the ideas are great I just I want to make sure the letter is really clear that like here are our top three and here are some other things mm -hmm. <laughs> we'd like to see or top three or top five or whatever the right number is um so that's that's what I would say about prioritization sure thank you thank you yeah I think uh, strategic and not prioritizing because it's not easy <laughs> to do once you get going it's like okay um, but yeah, no, I think those are all very good recommendations. Um, and I, yeah, I will definitely follow up with uh, Jennifer around staff capacity for these recommendations. I think that's really important um, to have a better understanding of. So, <clears throat> okay, uh, I see a hand from Commissioner Hydorn. So sorry, very small thing. I, I saw this in the public comments and I thought this was really true. So just wanted to echo it as we think about moving forward. I think whenever we finalize this document, if it's at all possible to ask to present to council is a really good way of making sure that these stick as opposed to the council gets so many reports. So 
just wanted to elevate that and agree with it. When we do get to that point, it'd be lovely if you or other commissioners on the subcommittee could present it. Thanks. Thank you, Commissioner Hedon. That was actually going to be my closing remarks for this item. Uh, but I also saw uh, that comment, um, and I think it's really important um, if, if we have the opportunity to do so. So I think um, that's something I need to um, check in with staff as well. I don't know what the process is um, to, to make a, or to request to present um, to the mayor and council or to get onto their agendas, which I know are very, very packed full of items. Um, but I, I do think it's important for, for them to hear uh, these recommendations verbally, especially with there being, you know, several new council members. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm in support of that recommendation as well. Um, don't know if anyone is against that idea, um, but if you are, let me know, um, because I think, I think that um, the last sentence in the document talks about uh, sending, or I think in my in the staff report talked about just sending it to them, but I think um, a revision around actually requesting to make a presentation um, is something that I would like to do. So, okay, cool. Thank you everyone so much for um, really sharing your feedback. I have some work ahead of me um to to revise this but i think you've all given really clear direction on on what you'd like to see so um plan to to make these revisions um and then um ideally bring it back to you all uh, at our next meeting for a vote so thank you thank you everyone again just really appreciate your time tonight and to the subcommittee members um, the past few months as we met and talked about what this report could look like. Really appreciate it. Okay, let me get back to this. Um, and yeah, this item was received in file, so no vote is required. We're gonna move on to the next item. The uh, next item is item five, Freeport Boulevard Transportation Plan, final draft. Is there a staff presentation? me one second <laughs> sounds good all right can you oh here it looks like it cut off for the screen can you all see that yes we can thank you so much well good evening commission so great to be here on some of your last night um and it's been great working with you all i think i've met most of you my name is leslie mancebo i'm a senior transportation planner in the department of public works i have two presentations tonight for Freeport and Northgate Boulevard. This is the third time that you're um, seeing, maybe fourth, I have it in the presentation, uh, about, the, about these, learning about these um, grant funded projects. And so I'll jump in with Freeport first. Freeport will be a little longer. And so don't worry, Northgate will be a little shorter. Um, so let's get this going, taking a second to set up. All right. Cool. Here we go. So as I mentioned, you've seen this project before, and I hope you've had a chance to review the reports that were attached to the staff report. They're also available online. I have that info at the end of the presentation if you want to share out with your communities. I'll try to be as brief as possible because this is a very long meeting, um, and I want to allow time for questions at the end. Um, just a reminder here, the, the length of the project is on Freeport Boulevard between the north leg of Sutterville and Blair Avenue. Um, this project, as I mentioned, 
was grant funded by a Caltrans Sustainable Communities Planning Grant. We really um, worked with the community to align their priorities with the grant program priorities and the city's priorities that have been identified recently through the TPP. And this is what we developed as our goals for the project. Um, pretty straightforward goals, but I wanna highlight that safety was a top priority on both of these projects. Here is the timeline. I know that you've seen this before as well. Um, we kicked off the project in summer of 2021 with our existing conditions research and report. That included robust community engagement. We got really lucky that in 2021, there was that little time in like fall where COVID restrictions lifted. So we were able to get out in the community during this time, even though later we got kind of locked down again. Um, so from that, we developed a community vision and we pre presented to the community in the next phase. So we had sort of these milestones. So milestone two, we presented uh, the community vision and a menu of engineering tools that would meet those community needs that had been identified in the first phase. And then from that, we moved into developing a draft concept for the boulevard. That was the last thing you saw from me in October of last year. And uh, then we refined that and that's where we are today. We combined all of this work that we've done so far into the report that was included in your staff report. So I mentioned the milestones. Each I mentioned the milestones and each of these milestones did uh, include some community engagement. So I'll just quickly go through a summary. Um, in addition to attending neighborhood associations, neighborhood um, meetings, events, walking the corridors to talk to business owners and customers. We also had focused meetings with school groups. We held three rounds of formal workshops, but in between each of these, we remained in constant communication with, um, with the community. I'm sorry, I'm having tech issues here, but I'll keep rolling. Okay, so for milestone two, similarly, we worked with these relationships that we've been building throughout the project. We had really great response to this part of the project. You see that over 2000 map responses to our virtual mapping exercise and a lot of people participating in the survey and the virtual workshop. This was the phase that we were able to do slightly less in-person engagement because of the COVID protocols at the time. Oh, did that cut off some of my screen? Sorry, there you go. Does that work? Okay. And now, since we last spoke, um, I lost my notes. Um, so since we last spoke, I last presented to you that draft concept for the plan or for the, for the corridor itself. And since then we've used all the community feedback. We did some more engagement for Freeport and we used that feedback to really refine the plan. Um, I'm not gonna get deep into the design tonight because we really didn't make a ton of changes based on this feedback. The plan was really well received, um, really well received by the community. We did engagement at Bell Coolidge Library in person. And then we also did a virtual community workshop and we accepted comments online directly via email and through an online form. And so it was really well received. Like I said, um, there were a couple specific spots that I'll go over in subsequent slides that, um, that we did address, but um, overall on this corridor, I was surprised that most of the feedback we heard was do more. Um, we need more traffic calming. Unfortunately, early in this project, we realized that um, this boulevard was not um, 
a candidate for a road diet or lane reduction. And so a lot of the community though, which is somewhat unique, came out really strongly in favor of a lane reduction. And unfortunately we were not able to include that in the final plan, but we are trying to do some transformative things that I'll get into in a moment. Now we'll get into the plan. My screen is killing me right now, here we go. All right, so this map shows the existing and new crossings and signals as well as transit stops that we, um, some of these have moved slightly, but there aren't real major changes to the locations of the transit stops. I would like to highlight just a couple locations. This, I hope you can see this little gold arrow here. Um, this shows uh, a new signal at Kitchener and that's planned for construction in 2024. So it's included in this plan, but it's already funded. So what I'm excited about is to go out into the community next year and actually show that we're doing something and that we are investing on this boulevard before we can really fund the entire plan. Additionally, I'll point out these two, these are existing crosswalks at 38th and at Hughes, and we're recommending these for some significant enhancement. We really, we um, thought a lot about whether we remove these with the new signal because they're on either side of that new signal and we heard from the community loud and clear that they did not want us to be removing any of these existing crosswalks so we'll just be enhancing those with signals and these ones i'm most excited about at um, oregon and potrero these locations currently do not have crossings um but we based these recommendations on mostly on community feedback, but we also looked at community destinations and we also wanted to provide sort of fairly even spacing of crossings up and down the boulevard. We know that if, the, if it's not convenient, a pedestrian will often just walk across the street wherever they want. And so by providing this even spacing, there's an expectation that there's a place that they can cross using a crosswalk. Um, Something else about these crossings that I'm highlighting here, it's kind of hard to see, is that we decided to close the median in these locations to um, prevent cross traffic by vehicles. And so what that does is really reduces the number of conflict points. If somebody actuates the signal, somebody on a bike or walking actuates the signal and they're crossing, this eliminates somebody darting across, making a left turn in a vehicle and creating that conflict. Um, the drawings aren't great on these, and so we'll definitely need additional design to make sure that these are friendly for people riding bikes in addition to people walking. We want to make sure that people using cargo bikes or recumbent bikes are able to get through this crossing um, comfortably. And so here is a re rendering. The, the, on Freeport, the specific design elements vary a little bit up and down the corridor, but they, this is sort of a high level view of um, the cross section. So we already covered how important the crosswalks were. We also have a, a large stretch of new sidewalk on Freeport adjacent to the airport. And there are other like little sidewalk gaps and some sidewalk improvements that we're recommending. Other key features are separated and buffered bikeways up and down the corridor and the opportunity to coordinate traffic signals, to control speed, and then also medians that I mentioned before, as well as driveway consolidation to reduce conflicts between um, people biking, walking, and driving. 
And so last but not least, as far as the design goes, I would, you know, if I failed to call out this roundabout, it would be a big loss because this is really the biggest swing that we're making in this plan. This concept actually came out of one of the early community meetings. At first, we did not think that we had enough space to um, design a conceptual roundabout at this location, but we did hear loud and clear that this intersection is a big barrier to people accessing Sacramento City College, McClatchy Park, and actually all the businesses that are south of here, a lot of local businesses that students from Sac City College were not walking to because it's uncomfortable to cross through this intersection. This has been really well received by the neighborhood. We vetted this with, um, with Youth Parks and Community Engagements, the Parks Department, because we would, we know, even though this requires more detailed design, we know that it will infringe on the park property a bit, but they were really excited about this for like the landmark feature that it could be entering the park and entering the neighborhood. So this grant um, doesn't fund detailed planning work or detailed design work, engineering, and so we have to keep this pretty high level. This roundabout will definitely require additional funding, analysis, and design. And one thing we know is that the community really wants a, another crosswalk somewhere between the two Sutterville's and that we have included in the report, in the narrative of the report, that that's something that the community has desire for, but will need that additional analysis and design of the roundabout to be able to know exactly what that looks like. So next steps, um, right now on freeportboulevard.com, this plan is posted with a bunch of appendices. And what we're asking tonight is for the commission to forward a recommendation to city council to adopt the plan. We don't have the specific council date set yet, but we plan to go at the end of February, probably the last meeting in February. Um, and I'm happy to answer any questions. Thank you so much. Uh, before we get started with our questions, uh, Madam Clerk, are there any members of the public who wish to speak on this item? Thank you, Chair. I currently have three hands raised from the public for comment. Uh, first, uh, Dan Allison, I'm going to allow you to speak. Thank you, Commissioners. Um, I have read through a lot of the Freeport uh, plan and um, my feelings on it are best summarized by, I'm going to read a, a paragraph out of the common design elements, number 10. Maintain necessary travel lanes, turn lanes, and parking. Maintaining travel lanes and turn lanes ensures that drivers traveling along the corridor will not be compromised and preserving parking spaces where the utilization is higher, so it serves adjoining businesses. That's the design philosophy of the entire document. Um, it's really about maintaining car throughput. It's not about walking or bicycling. It's not about economic vitality. I'm really pretty disappointed in this report, and I would recommend that you not forward it to the council as is. Um, there's no mention of trees anywhere in the document which is typical of a thing at this design stage, the city always says, well, it's too soon to look in detail at trees, but then 
the thing is actually built and it's like, well, we had already decided everything and there's, we don't have any chance to do anything with trees now. Um, the frequent driveways um, are a hazard to walkers and bicyclists. Um, and I recognize there are some property interests in driveways, but it's clear that the city didn't even address the frequency of driveways um, or make any effort to reduce them. All intersections should have four leg crosswalks, unless they're a T, then three. Um, there's no reason to leave out a crosswalk on any intersection. Um, there should not be any dedicated right turns anywhere in this section at all. They're not needed. They create danger for bicyclists. They should be removed. Thank you. Next, I have Joe, Joe Flores. Uh, good, good evening, commissioners. My name is Joe Flores. I live uh, in Southland Park, and I'm also a parks commissioner. And Leslie, I know I attended a public meeting at the Bell College Library and spoke to you directly, uh, especially that roundabout way, right? Because you just mentioned that it has a component to, in touching with, interfacing with Gibson, and, and we talked about you know, the staff who um, are engaged in that part should this come to fruition. So um, I know Freeport Boulevard is very challenging as uh, the previous comment uh, commenter just spoke about, right? And there's a lot of things that we would love to do and there are a lot of things that uh, we wish we can do, um, but overall safety and just doing something, uh, it would be a net positive going in that respect, right? Like we can't have it as it is currently, we need to modernize it, but some of the things to have it 100% modernized, man, it's gonna take more than all of our capacities combined, but this is a step in the right direction. It's not gonna please everybody, but it is uh, a step in the right direction. So I applaud the staff. I've, I've attended almost all the virtual meetings as well, right? Cause we're still in the pandemic era and the community engagement I heard from uh, at the Bell College Library uh, all just the various comments, right? It's such a large section, so everyone has their particular interest and it's addressed in some uh, way and fashion. So uh, it's not perfect, but it's definitely we need to move in the forward direction so it can get better for my kid when he becomes an adult. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. And last I have Troy Sankey. Hello, can you hear me? We can hear you, sir. Awesome. Uh, I just wanna say first that I, uh, I admire the uh, design achievements uh, given the limitations, but it, from my perspective, it feels like it was just a lot of infrastructure jammed in the gutter. Uh, I really don't understand why there were no lane reductions or traffic calming treatments uh allowed uh at, at such an early stage of uh the development of the plan uh there with no impact to motor vehicle traffic i don't understand how this is going to have any impact on reducing like the vmts or the ghds which are things that we should be striving for and this doesn't appear to do any of that thank you so much Chair, I have no more hands raised for public comment.
Thank you. Thank you to everyone that called in on this item. Really appreciate hearing from folks. Um, are there any commissioners who wish to speak on this item? And I'm seeing a couple hands. We'll start with uh, Commissioner Harris. Yes, thanks so much, Leslie, for the great presentation. Um, you mentioned um, that the the boulevard was not a candidate for a road diet. Um, and clearly this is um, a question that's come up to the public. So if there's any information that you can provide about that as well, um, I would be interested um, in hearing about it. I know we don't go back and forth, but that is something that um, it seems like was of particular interest to the public. Thank you. Thank you, Commissioner Harris. Uh, I, I was also, planning to ask that question. Um, Leslie, if, if you're open to responding to that, um, but if not, well, we can maybe follow up at the next meeting, but I do think it's appropriate to- I think I'm allowed to answer your question, but okay. I can ask. Um, uh, the city has standards for what um, average daily traffic is allowable for a road diet. And this, uh, the, the traffic volumes were too high. Um, another consideration, it, especially between the Sutterville intersections is about the high volumes of right turns and um, how much that would cue back um, in either direction, right? Um, and so I'm always about traffic calming, but I understand that these standards also have safety um, reasons behind them because when significant queuing happens like that, when the operations aren't running smoothly, um, it causes frustration and additional bad behavior. Um, one tool that I don't know if I emphasized enough is the additional signals can all be coordinated for sort of a slow green wave that will hopefully help with some of that, those queuing concerns. And also, we did not reduce the number of lanes. However, we did narrow, the plan includes narrowing the lanes to accommodate the separated bikeways, and that also has a traffic calming effect. Okay, yeah, I think I think that's helpful. Um, I do know, like we heard at the, I think it was our last meeting that the city's in the process of changing their city standards, though. So it's kind of like I'm, I'm, I was wondering, okay, as those chance, as those standards are changed, you know, is there an opportunity for us to go back to this plan and make revisions? Um, yes. Okay. Absolutely. Cool. Awesome. Uh, absolutely. Great. Right now, uh, we cannot Jennifer. adopt a plan that is contradictory to our city standards. That gives us okay. liability issues and there's other concerns. But we can, um, this plan will move on to environmental, additional engineering, final design, and then construction. Each of those phases includes more outreach and that takes a while. And that's often frustrating, but if our standards change in the meantime, that would not be out of the question. And we have documented the public's feedback about desiring lane reductions here. And that's why we document all of those conversations that we have with the community so that it remains with the plan as it moves forward. If I may interject, um, standard practice in transportation, it's just not the city, but in standard tra uh, transportation in, in nearly every city, um, you don't go from a five-lane cross-section to a three-lane cross-section when you have greater than 20,000 vehicles per day. Freeport has significantly more than 20,000 vehicles per day. So it does not make it a candidate in nearly any city for a lane reduction. 
Um, our, our street design standards that we will be revising will be looking at lane widths, but not whether or not streets are candidates or not candidates for, for, for lane reductions. So um, at this time, it doesn't meet practices nationally in California or locally uh, for, for a, road, uh, a lane reduction. Uh, but what we can do is apply other design options to calm traffic, make it a safer street that meets the needs of all the users along the corridor and increases safety. And as Leslie said, we this is conceptual. There are many more phases of this project to weigh in on the design. Thank you, Jennifer. Yeah, I think I'll, I'll just one more thing and then I promise, uh, Commissioner Wolba, I'll pass it over to you. I guess I'm hoping that, you know, as a city, we're, we're designing the type of streets that will actually result in people making that mode shift so then those volumes won't be so high so like right now it just kind of sounds like we're designing for the volumes we have not the volumes that we want and I think um, we should be more ambitious and so it's kind of unfortunate that we have to design a road based on a lot of people driving when we're not trying to continue that rate of vehicle travel on this corridor. We want people to be walking, biking, taking transit. So I think we should be designing a facility that actually encourages that. So um, anyways, you you all know this, but it just, I don't know. I, think I, I wish we could, um, yeah, I wish we weren't put in this position. Uh, Commissioner Woodwaller. Thank you, Chair. I, I just want to continue on the same vein um, of concern, particularly because this was something, I mean, the road road diet lane reduction is something that the community was really vocally in support of. Um, and also, um, I mean, I, I believe it's my understanding that the council had adopted uh, that, you know, we're comfortable with congestion on our streets. We are comfortable with a level of service F, which implies like queuing and congestion is okay. It makes driving less comfortable, hence more people will want to walk or bike. Um, so I don't know if you can speak to that, Leslie or Jennifer, and also just, I mean, I would hope the plan at least reflects the desires of the community for the lane reduction, even if it is not something that uh, at this time, you know, can be proposed officially in an adopted plan? Is the community feedback described in the plan um, in terms of wanting to see that lane reduction? Yes, I can answer that part. I don't I, I don't know if I could adequately answer the first part of your question. Jennifer, did you wanna weigh in? Yeah, let me quickly weigh in on that. Council has not adopted anything related to accepting congestion. Um, they have been more open to accepting more congested streets. Um, but I would say that the most ambitious thing that staff will be bringing before them is the 2040 general plan update, where staff are bringing forward recommendations for a significant number of lane reductions throughout the city, um, um, inc decreasing level of service, increasing uh, the vehicle capacity ratio um, to LO, to bring more congestion, to prioritize walking, biking, and transit through the forthcoming general plan. Um, but that has not been adopted or approved by city council yet. Um, and when those policies come forward, then we'll have another opportunity to revisit those discussions. That's the first question. Leslie, could you speak to the second part? <laughs> oh, wait, I thought, so the second part is, 
Uh, is this all documented in the plan? Absolutely. Yes. Okay. So the desires of the community to see a plan reduction is documented in the plan. Mm -hmm. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Uh, Commissioner Hine. Well, I was just going to thank Leslie um, for all the new crosswalks um, <laughs> and um, just the de detail and attention that you took um, from the community, because I know that a lot of those concerns were about getting across the street, basically, on Freeport. And so I um, truly appreciate that work. Um, I live over here, so I, I live in between Franklin and Freeport. So a reduction to both streets will be catastrophic to the community. <laughs> but <laughs> especially when there is no real infrastructure when it comes to busing over in here. Um, so, um, but I, I, I like the plan and I like the runabout. So I am encouraged to see um, this a plan move forward. Thanks, Commissioner Heim. So any other comments from folks? Oh, okay. I was like, my screen's moving. Uh, Commissioner Harris. Yeah, I just wanted to say that um, and compliment um, communication tool um, in the your report in your presentation. Um, I was like, I have I have crossed that very intersection, and I have been stuck at that trying to get to that Chipotle myself. Um, so I, I just want to commend you on um, a very um, relatable topic, um, and I can definitely see both sides um, of the balance here, as both a pedestrian and as somebody who got caught in traffic trying to get to a game at um, Sac City um, Stadium. So um, just want to say thank you so much for the the clear reporting. I thought it was just really well done. It really portrayed it and um, I appreciate all your guys' hard work. And thank you for answering my question. Awesome. Um, okay, I just wanted to kind of highlight, um, got some really great comments uh, on this project to e-comment. So you've probably already seen them yourself, um, Leslie, but I there was one um, on the possibility of having a, a separate trail on Freeport Boulevard in, um, in Land Park and was curious if that was um, something that you had heard from the community in your outreach, if there was a desire for there to be um, a, a paved path there to remove people from um, having to travel on the road where there's lots of vehicle travel um, right now. Just curious if you could uh, speak to that. I didn't actually hear that specifically in our outreach until I saw the comment today. Yeah. Um, actually, I heard some people say, why do we need separated bikeways when Del Rio Trail is so nearby? And so um, I heard kind of the opposite. Mm -hmm. um, but to actually access the destinations on the boulevard, we need a comfortable bikeway to do so. And also that highlights the importance of these enhanced crossings is to travel to Del Rio Trail across Freeport because we heard that Freeport is a barrier um like between the schools and the neighborhoods and businesses but also to get to that trail that's going to be such a such a gem for this community okay. so um <laughs> so no we didn't actually look into that specifically i would imagine that we do not have the right of way to do that um to standard but um i was impressed actually that we were able to fit separated bikeways through here yeah yeah i think that's great 
Oh, the right away from the parks? Is that what Just it is? along the boulevard, we were able to reduce the um, mm. lane widths to fit in that separation. <clears throat> gotcha. On on the uh, park, though, would you all have the right of way to pursue a separate path? So we've um, discussed this with parks. Again, this is greater detail than what this plan gets into. Got it. But parks yeah. <laughs> desire is along the park. They have that DG path right now. Yeah. Um, if we can fit a dedicated bikeway next to that DG path, that's the, um, that would, that would be the preference of the community, mm-hmm. but um, that needs more vetting and detail. Okay. Yeah. That, I think that's helpful. I think, yeah, there's st- got to remind ourselves that there's still a lot of conversations that need to take place. This is the beginning. This is the plan. So the design could change, but I do think that was a, a really good recommendation um, yeah. along, you know, with others that you've already heard from all of us, like really a desire to reduce vehicle speeds on this corridor, reduce lanes on this corridor. I think um, it's great to hear that you're hearing that from the community along with um, hearing it from us as well. So just really um, hope that those ideas can come to fruition <laughs> when we're finally able to construct uh, this plan. Me too. I know. <laughs> I think we're all on the same page here. Um, but yeah, I, I really, really appreciate uh, the work that you've put in uh, to this plan and all the conversations that you've had with community members. I know it's been probably hasn't been an easy process with the, trying to do engagement during the pandemic. So really appreciate your commitment. Actually, I want to give a quick shout out also to Drew Hart, um, my former colleague who actually kicked this project off, handed it over to me when he left the city of Sacramento. Yes. Yes. Oh, Drew. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now doing good work for the city of Rancho Cordova. Mm-hmm. Uh, Commissioner Hart. Well, I'm reminded of the phrase, don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good. So I move for a uh, recommendation to the city council to approve the Freeport Boulevard Transportation Plan. Thank you. Uh, Commissioner Hydorn. I'm sorry, is it okay if I ask a question before that motion or? I'm okay with that, yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to. I, 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 sorry. Oh, sorry. Sorry, Commissioner, this is Kurt. Yeah, what the chair, what we should do is we should recognize that the, the motion's been made and it could be tabled um, but we should have an action on the motion made, either a second or non-second, et cetera. Commissioner Hulk, would you mind withdrawing your motion just for a very quick question? It should be very short. Actually, you can still continue to discuss this after the motion is second, I believe. Sounds like the city attorney's office is saying no. Is that well, right, Kurt? I did not hear a second. I apologize for that. Yeah, there hasn't been a second yet. I second the motion. Commissioner Harris. Okay, so now there's a second. So I have a motion from Commissioner Hopp and a second from Commissioner Harris. If, and we're going to, oh. Yeah, I'm sorry. If, if Commissioner uh, Hydern wants to make commentary right now, uh, okay. that is okay. But we do just need to have a, uh, uh, a vote taken on um, the, the previous motion. I'll just withdraw my question and follow up with staff <laughs> offline. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Sorry about that, Commissioner Hydorn. Okay, so um, I lost my point in the queue. Okay, so will the clerk uh, please call the roll for a vote? 
Thank you, Chair. Commissioner Brassel. Aye. Commissioner Bren Buen Rostro. Aye. Commissioner Carpenter. Aye. Commissioner Granville. Aye. Commissioner Harris. Aye. Commissioner Heidorn. Commissioner Hydorn, can you repeat that? Aye. Commissioner Heim? Aye. Commissioner Hopt? Aye. Commissioner Ward Waller? Aye. Vice Chair Pollins? Aye. And Chair Westbrook? Aye. Thank you. The motion passes. Right. Thank you, everyone. I think that was a really important discussion that we had. Um, but now we are going to move on to our next item, uh, which is item six, the Northgate Boulevard Transportation Plan. Is there a staff presentation? Me again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> thanks. thanks, everyone. Um, hopefully I have less tech issues with this one. All right. So Hello again, I don't think I need another introduction, but I will make a quick reminder here that these plans look and feel very similar. They were funded through the same grant program. We used the same consultant team. I mentioned Drew earlier, uh, we were co-managing. He had Freeport, I started with Northgate. Um, so they, they run sort of along the same project timeline, schedule, and a lot of the initial goals that we wrote the grant for are um, same. So these will look and feel very similar, but these communities are very different. So the Northgate project is from Highway 80 in the north, so on the right, to uh, Del Paso Boulevard in the south. Del Paso is our technical limit, but that gets almost all the way to 160 down there in the south. As I mentioned, these are very similar goals. However, they are very different communities. Safety is still a top priority, especially because Northgate is one of the 10 worst corridors in the whole city for fatal and severe injuries, according to our Vision Zero Action Plan. So safety is always a priority, but it really elevated on this particular um, boulevard. Also, the community made it really clear to us that we should consider um, consider a way in which our street design can provide access to businesses to really enhance placemaking and business and economic development. That's not our realm of specialty, but there are things that we can do to make accessing the businesses along the boulevard more comfortable. I heard early on in a lot of the outreach that people will drive across, directly across from one shopping center to another um, because they don't feel comfortable crossing on foot. So you'll see some elements of that in this plan. The project schedule and major milestones are the same as Freeport Boulevard. So I don't think I spend much time on that. Um, these will look very familiar. Uh, we did, uh, we at each milestone, we hosted in-person and virtual engagement. We visited community events and gatherings. We walked the boulevard. And um, in this first phase, we were able to do a walking workshop as well, which was really fun. Um, during the second round of engagement uh, in on Northgate, there were some opportunities to do specific outreach to families, youth, and seniors with our relationships with community organizations like Stanford Settlement, Settlement and Mutual Housing. 
that was really uh, new perspectives that we got about the community vision and tools that we presented. And then um, when we came out, so soon after I last presented to you in October, we went out and did an in-person an in-person workshop at um, Garden Valley Elementary School. And then we also did a virtual workshop uh, soon after that. Really a lot of the community feedback that we heard was about accessing businesses along the boulevard. So while we do recommend some driveway consolidation, what the businesses were really concerned about is um, having our breaks in the median in appropriate places um, to get deliveries and customers into um, into some of the bigger businesses along the boulevard. But not everything was um, car oriented. There was a lot of support for our proposed lane reduction. And there was really a desire to make this feel like more of a main street than a street that just goes through the community. And then in this phase, we really heard some specific locations where community members thought we should expand the median. Um, because they said, if you have any gap in this median, people are going to behave badly. And so that was good feedback to hear from the community, as well as the community feedback that we got about a new crosswalk at Turnstone, which I'll highlight in a little bit. Plan is, so this is, I don't know why my screen keeps jumping around, but this should look familiar. So I will highlight the where there's those little call out marks. Those are new traffic signals. The southernmost location at Hagen has had an existing signal but needed major upgrades. Those are almost complete and the other two new signals should be done within the next couple of months. So again, it's great that we can get some movement on this plan um, right as it's being adopted. And then you'll see other new signals that we used a similar um, strategy of combining you know, our community feedback, uh, community destinations, and fairly even spacing along the boulevard um, for these crossings. You'll also notice with this gold arrow, that's where Turnstone is. So we heard from parents who live over here that they prefer to cross there to get to Garden Valley. Even though patio is closer to Garden Valley, they prefer this crossing. Um, and so that was a great use of that sort of last phase of community feedback. So I'll get into some high level design elements different than Freeport the design changes pretty drastically along this corridor. And so we'll just walk from north to south. This first little area here in orange is the northernmost segment. Unfortunately, as we discussed before, this was not a candidate for a road diet. So this is from nor this is from San Juan to the freeway. Um, as you can imagine, that is a pretty well-traveled um, part of the corridor. We were able to narrow the lanes to add some features to the bikeways. We also worked really closely with regional transit about each of the transit stops along this corridor. Um, that's probably all I need to say about that one, but then we get into the fun stuff. So south of San Juan did qualify for a lane reduction and that gave us a lot of other options because that gives us space that's no longer being dedicated for vehicles that we can use for other uses, including this separated bikeway and um, enhanced medians as well as, um, I think those are the main, and I, oh, our transit stops and trying to reduce the number of conflicts between you know, transit stops and um, the bikeways. Let me see here. Sorry, there we go. 
So now at Northgate and Garden Highway, we plan to shift that um, that those separated bikeways onto the west side of Northgate as a two-way cycle track. And the reason for this is Ninos Parkway is on the west side of, um, of Northgate. And we want to provide that connectivity between the class one paths on along the boulevard. So between the Ninos Parkway and the American River Parkway. We this came directly from the community. And I thought it was a great um, opportunity for that connected network of bikeways. So it's not a class one path, but I think it's a great option for that connectivity. And then we were able to extend that down on this lowest part of Northgate Boulevard that right now doesn't even have sidewalks. So what our concept plan for the lowest part, the southernmost part, um, includes that two-way facility to access the American Parkway and other connections even farther south of here. So the northernmost access point to the American River Parkway is like right up here, but then we saw the benefit of extending that all the way down. There's also Camp Pollock, which we heard from the community is a desired destination that people don't feel comfortable biking and walking to now. And so we're also proposing a sidewalk on the west side of Northgate through the southernmost section as well. And so next steps are similar. Um, again, this is posted online for feedback by January 27th. We are asking for the commission to forward recommendations to city council to adopt the plan. And um, we'll hope to go to city council at the end of February. I apologize for the brevity of the presentation. I'm hoping you all had a chance. I knew it was a long meeting. You've seen this through the process. And I hope you had a chance to review the reports, but I'm happy to answer questions because I'm sure there are some, because that was pretty high level. And I didn't have to refer to the presentation in the last, so I'm gonna stop sharing, but I can pull it up at any minute if we need to see a slide. Sounds good. Thank you so much, Leslie. I could understand you, so that <laughs> you weren't talking too quickly. Um, <laughs> um, Thanks. I hope everyone can. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Um, Madam Clerk, are there any members of the public who wish to speak on this item? Yes, I have one hand raised. Uh, Dan Allison, I'll allow you to speak now. Uh, good evening, commissioners. Um, in contrast to my comments on Freeport, where I was pretty negative about the design there, I like this design on Northgate. It's innovative. It comes closer to responding to the community needs expressed. And the, most importantly, the lane reduction from two to one is the biggest safety benefit of all. And that's what the community was asking for. So I like it. Um, I have some concerns about the number of driveways, which is a, a difficult thing to figure out um, because what's good about Northgate in this area is a lot of small businesses um, and that's good for the community. It's good for the city income because it's more property tax and more sales tax than would be in larger. Um, so I realize it's a challenge, but again, I wanna see the city proactively addressing um, driveway closures. Um, my second main comment has to do with trees. Again, trees are not part of this plan. And I know it's the city's preference to address trees later, but I don't think a plan should be developed that doesn't address trees because the primary need expressed by the community was for um, more pleasant walking experience on Northgate. And if you don't plan in the trees from the very beginning, before you talk about lane widths, 
and bicycle lanes and everything else, you will fail. And I think trees need to be part of the original design. But on the whole, I support it. I'm glad to see it. Thank you. Chair, I have no more hands raised for public comment. Thank you. Um, are there any commissioners who wish to speak on this item? I see a hand from Commissioner Carpenter. Leslie, thank you so much for the presentation. Um, I uh, fully support this uh, proposal and I'm excited to see the city moving forward. Um, you've presented three fairly distinct cross sections and my concern is related to the transition between um, between them. So I'm wondering if you can talk through, um, you know, for example, how, how you transition to a two-way cycle track. Um, so that's, that's one question. And then um, one other question, you know, in the first segment, I understand that the, the volumes won't um, allow, you know, under current guidelines, um, the city to move forward with proposing a road diet. Um, but I'm wondering if, you know, for, for consistency amongst the corridor, uh, perhaps a, an exception could be granted. Um, so if you could, if you could uh, answer those two questions, that would be great. Absolutely. Um, the two biggest transition points would be just south of San Juan, where we go to the lane reduction. And we did have to sort of taper that lane in this concept level plan. Again, there's further design that's needed. We had to sort of taper that just south of San Juan. There's also an RT stop right at that corner. So we worked really closely with them. And so what's included in the plan is actually a grade separated bikeway um, that goes along the bus stop. <laughs> um, so that's one feature that is really unique about this plan that will need additional analysis and design, certainly. And we'll definitely look at best practices. Uh, cities like Portland, we looked at that have some of these um, uh, mixed zones where we want to make sure that people can access the bus bus stop safely. Um, but we have that feature. And then the location where we transition from um, two sides of the street having bikeways to the one side with the cycle track, we put a lot of thought into that. Originally, we thought that we would do that farther north, closer to the terminus of the Nino's Parkway. But we were having trouble really designing that even conceptually. So we looked at Garden Highway because there's really low vehicle volumes on that segment of Garden Highway and it's really wide. So we would be able to put in um, a more significant bikeway infrastructure to make that connection between Ninos Parkway and Northgate Boulevard. And the transition itself will include a signal. So we're using signalization to get folks across. Also, we wanted to ensure that people can access La Superior Market, which is on the east side of Northgate in that area via bike. Um, so we wanted to make sure we gave as many destinations north of the transition access, those destinations that are on the east side of Northgate. So we did put a lot of thought into where those are happening and what they'll look like. And again, additional design will be needed. Okay. Perfect. Uh, so I hope that answered your question. Yeah, no, that, that was perfect. So with the signalization, will there, will there be bike signals? We did not get into that level of detail. Okay. Well, I'd encourage you to consider it mm -hmm. once you do. Thank you so much. Great recommendation. Um, and I'll say, if you need more examples, the city of Eugene has 
uh, some bike signals as well that I recently saw in my visit there. Um, okay, Commissioner Harris. Hey, um, Leslie, amazing presentation again. And I just want to say um, I'm really supportive of this. I really love how much you thought about the features of the community that have sometimes gone unrecognized or, or under the radar, maybe, <laughs> um, as some of the features, and really thought about how to connect um, the community as a whole in, in a different direction, as well as in all the different modalities you're talking about. So um, again, compliments. I'm really excited about this. Um, and I, I really just want Again, can't. I'm just so excited about the holistic thinking you've brought to this. So, um, yeah, fully supportive. Thank you. Thank you, uh, Commissioner Hydorn. Yeah, like others, I think there are some very exciting uh, parts of this, and what an improvement it would be over what we have currently. I did have just two questions. Um, if I'm reading this right. I know this is a 15-year project and $100 million to complete. Are we, are we at year zero, or are we somewhere? At, or is that right, or is that just steps or years? It is 15 years. Is that correct? That's a great question. It varies. Every project varies because we depend on grant funding. And um, I, Jennifer, correct me if I'm wrong. This is a high priority pro location in the transportation priorities plan. That's accurate, correct? So it is a high priority in the transportation priorities plan. So I'm hopeful that we can keep the momentum going, but there are so many factors that could extend this beyond 15 years. Um, we often though look for things like those signals that are going in soon that we can implement near term rather than waiting to do the entire corridor at once. There are also ways that we can segment the implementation along the corridor. And so we have options to move some of this forward faster, but um, we want to be realistic and transparent with the community about this could take a very long time to fully implement. Yeah, so we, understanding some parts could go faster. We're at year zero of what could be 15 mm -hmm. years. Okay. Correct. And some parts could go better. And that's really good that we don't have to wait for the whole thing. Yeah. Are there certain elements that you'd prior, you think would go first aside from signalization, or is it just that that'll depend on how the grant funding plays out and what's available to apply for? There's a lot of factors involved. Um, the lane reduction is a significant feature that it's difficult to do spot treatments where we know there'll be a lane reduction. Um, so I imagine these different segments and their different features um, could be implemented separately, but we haven't identified that prioritization because again, we may find some funding opportunity that we're not even aware of now, five years from now, and we could probably fast track some things, but again, so many unknown factors. Great, thank you. And then uh, last question, I, one public commenter has raised a few times that we don't include trees in the plans, and I suspect part of it is because there's still kind of variability of what we may do, but I, I wonder if you did have a view on, on should trees be at this stage, or is that inappropriate or a little bit of I don't know what the answer is for that, and I'd love to hear yeah. your thoughts on the tree issue. That's a great question. I should have addressed it in my presentations. Um, you're right. We did not include trees in the plan, <laughs> and um, we did hear from the community that they would like more shade. Uh, however, that is not our team's specialty, identifying what kind of trees and their locations, and so we documented it. And um, I don't think anything that we are planning 
precludes the addition of trees at later phases. And that's something that we were um, paying attention to. Great, thanks. Yeah, thank you so much, Leslie. Um, yeah, I guess that, that's a, I, that is a really good comment that we continue to get. So I'm like wondering if there's any kind of city process that needs to be changed, like, unless you guys are already kind of coordinating on your own when, when you're working on projects and like opportunities for trees, but like, is there some kind of policy or something that needs to be put in place to make sure that that relationship between transportation planning and the folks that are, you know, responsible for maintaining our tree canopy are coordinating? Lots of relationships. Okay. But um, as was mentioned, that often is included in farther down the engineering pipeline. Okay. So, so, so I think we did our due diligence, though, to document that the community, not even that the community would like trees, but just the general benefits of additional yeah. trees. But recognizing that those add a lot of cost and um, there may be opportunities to add them at a later part of the process. And again, making sure that um, that we're not just, you know, paving over areas that could potentially have trees in the future. Jennifer, you turned on your camera. Yeah, um, I think there are a couple of things around trees. I think the big thing is, is that we've talked about a couple of times, we're going to be updating our street design standards, which will include a standard in for a landscape strip and the planting of trees um, and the appropriate widths. And uh, we have a new sustainability analyst in public works, um, Rachel, who will be um, part of our street design standards team and who has an expertise in trees and tree canopy. So she's gonna be providing us input on that. The city is also, we didn't, we had a vacant position and we had not been able to move forward on our urban forestry plan, uh, which is a big part of our urban canopy, including city parcels, uh, private parcels, but also the transportation network. Um, now that Rachel has been brought on board, I mean, she's just onboarding folks. So don't expect her to come next month, but you know, she's gonna get acclimated and join the city. Um, that, that plan will move forward. And it, it, there sounds like there's great interest, in the urban canopy along our transportation networks. And so what we can do is we can talk with Rachel and see about her bringing the urban forestry plan to the ATC whenever it is in the right stage for community engagement and sharing. And I'll note additionally on Northgate specifically, um, the community has driven some analysis that SMUD conducted about where there's um, opportunities to provide water to the trees um, because maintenance and watering is a big um, task and expense um, to, to maintain those trees. Thank you. Yeah, and I second that, or I would love to see a recommend, or love to see a presentation. <laughs> no one made a recommendation. I'm just seconding myself. Um, but I think, I think that would be great. I was going to suggest maybe it's an item we get on the log, but if we can do it, if you guys could arrange a presentation uh, without having to go through the log process, I'm here for it. Uh, Commissioner Ward-Waller. I'd like to make the motion to move adoption of the plan. <laughs> Thank you. Second. And got a second. Okay. So I have a motion by Commissioner Ward-Waller and a second by Commissioner Carpenter. Will the clerk please call the roll for the vote? Thank you, Chair. Commissioner Brassel. Aye. Commissioner Buenrostro. Aye. 
Commissioner Carpenter? Aye. Commissioner Granville? Aye. Commissioner Harris? Aye. Commissioner Heidorn? Aye. Commissioner Heim? Aye. Commissioner Hopt? Aye. Commissioner Ward-Waller? Aye. Vice Chair Pollins? My final aye. <laughs> and Chair Westbrook? Aye. Thank you, the motion passes. Well, I'd like to say one last thank you to you all. It's been a pleasure working with you. And actually I'd like to note, it's been a pleasure working on these plans also. So thank you, I'm excited to take them to council next month and farewell. <laughs> thank you so much, Leslie. And Vice Chair Pollins, you're not done yet. We've got one more eye. <laughs> got one more. <laughs> okay, we're almost, we're almost to the end. Um, but really appreciate all the comments and yeah, it was, it was great to see both these documents that we've been commenting on for the past uh, several meetings. Okay, our uh, next item is item number seven, the fiscal year 2022-2023 uh, Caltrans Sustainable Transportation Planning Grant application is their staff presentation. Uh, Chair, before we get to the staff presentation, I need to abstain from this item, so I'm going yes. to log off. Please let Thank me know when you. I can join. Sounds okay. good. Will do. <laughs> okay, sorry about that, Cassandra. Take it away. <laughs> I'll go ahead and share my screen. Great. Can everyone see that? Uh, we're in presenter view now. We can see your notes. Yeah, that's weird. Um, it was up at the top. Uh, if you go back, I could show you where. Okay, um, where the, um, at the top left, um, next to the arrow, it's almost like a little PowerPoint screen. Uh, just a little over to the left um it's in the orange bar oh okay yeah there we go. okay uh, no nope. we're seeing a presentation okay great sorry i had my monitor switched anyway. oh it's okay no worries good evening commission it's great to be here um, my name is Cassandra Cortez, and I'm a transportation planner with the City of Sacramento and the Public Works Department. And tonight I'll be presenting about staff recommended, recommended projects to submit to the 2023 Caltrans Sustainable Transportation Planning Grant Program. So I'll start by giving a little bit of background about this program. Um, the Caltrans Sustainable Transportation Planning Grant was created to support the Caltrans mission, which is provide a safe and reliable transportation network that serves all people and respects the environment. And there's several different goals within this grant program that you can see on the left-hand side, um, a couple of them being sustainability, increase safety, and promote social equity. And as you can see on the right-hand side is the timeline for the application. Um, for this year, applications are due on March 9th of 2023, and we expect to hear back um, in summer of 2023. 
And typically within a grant cycle, the city of Sacramento will receive um, one project award. So to determine pro potential candidates for this grant application, staff reviewed uh, council adopted direction on the transportation priorities plan. And in the TPP, there are currently 83 projects that are ra rated high priority. And in addition, staff also reviewed the Vision Zero Action Plan and the 42 council directed actions that are in that plan. And out of this, staff recommended three different corridor plans to submit for this year. The first corridor plan is the Arden Way Transportation and Vision Zero Plan. This plan spans from Del Paso Boulevard to Ethan Way. And this is one of our Vision Zero top 10 corridors or one of the top 10 corridors in the city with the highest number of severe and fatal crashes. And Arden Way is a critical east to west connector within North Sacramento that has various land uses, including commercial, residential, and industrial uses. And also this area is home to a diverse population. And this plan will improve safety and enhance mobility to access important daily destinations such as light rail, jobs, retail, and community services for these residents. Our second um, corridor plan is the Howe Avenue Transportation and Vision Zero Plan. Um, this proposal spans from Folsom Boulevard to Fair Oaks Boulevard. And this again is a Vision Zero top 10 corridor. And this corridor has a diverse set of land uses within this corridor, including um, Sac State, um, commercial uses and residential uses such as single family homes and multifamily homes. Um, this plan also provides an opportunity to increase access um, to recreation through the American River Parkway over here. And our last corridor plan is the Norwood Avenue Mobility Transportation Plan that spans from Main Avenue to Arcade Creek. And this is an important north-south um, corridor within North Sacramento that many of these residents use. And the previous plan was ranked high in the Transportation Priorities Plan. Um, the previous rendition of this plan included improvements to walking, crossing, bikeways, lighting, and safety. However, these concepts were approved years ago with little planning or conceptual design. So this opportunity would um, bring this plan eligible for future funding in the future. And now I'm going to kick it off to Jennifer to talk about the climate adaptation planning portion. Great. Thanks, Cassandra. So hi, everybody. Jennifer Dalman-Lyant, Transportation Planning Manager. I'm glad to be tacking on to Cassandra's uh, presentation. So the Sustainable Transportation Planning Grant has two types of grants within it. The first one is Sustainable Communities, which is the traditional transportation planning conceptual level, right, that um, uh, Leslie just presented North Gate and Freeport. Um, that's what we we're talking about for Norwood, for Howe, um, and for Arden. But there's also the climate, the climate adaptation planning grants, uh, specifically for transportation. And this is, um, I think it's probably the second time, but the first time the city is pursuing this grant. Um, it's part of SB1 and the dollars that are out there. And it, it allows the city uh, we're to, it, to, to figure out ways to adapt. What are our vulnerabilities to climate change for transportation? And what are our ways that we need to adapt? So what we're going to do is we're proposing in our grant application is to um, bring on a consultant to work with our communities to do a technical analysis of what are our vulnerabilities. We've got rivers. They're going to be severe storms. We know we're going to have like sea, sea level rise, storm surges, wildfire, heat, and flooding. So how is that going to affect our streets for mobility, not only for everyday mobility, but emergency access, active transportation? What is it going to do to our bridges? What is it going to do to our transit stops? What is it going to do to, to light rail? 
So um, do a citywide analysis with the goal of coming up with actual specific capital projects that we can then seek funding for to uh, implement and, and address. Um, because we just finished a whole slew of, of really big storms. And if you, uh, obviously you all live in the city, you saw the impacts to our transportation network uh, from those storms. And so we need to have an adaptation plan. So that's what we're planning on applying for. Cassandra, back to you. Great, thank you. So with that, um, that concludes our presentation and we'd be happy to take any questions now. Sounds good. Okay, um, Madam Clerk, are there any members of the public who wish to speak on this item? Thank you, Chair. I do have one member of the public with their hand raised, uh, Dan Allison. Good evening, Commissioners. Um, I support all of these applications. I'm very happy to see the city moving forward on them, and I wish them success in obtaining them. That's all. Thank you. Chair, I have no more hands raised for public comment. Thank you. Are there any commissioners who wish to speak on this item? Let me see a hand from Commissioner Harris. Thank you so much. I'm so really supportive, excited to see um, this moving forward in these, um, these really high need areas. I had one follow-up question just for my clarity on the climate adaptation. Um, this is on the adaptation to um, expected climate change versus the prevention through um, additional active transportation. I mean, so one of the ways we prevent <laughs> climate change is reducing emissions, but we're looking at the other side, which is the adaptation side of um, the equation. I just I wanted to make sure I understood um, what the goal of that um, of the application will be. Thank Absolutely. You. So Commissioner Harris, it is for adaptation. That's specifically what the grant program is for. So you're right. It's for the uh, addressing what we expect to see from climate change and the repercussions from that, rather than trying to prevent the climate change. This is assuming there will be some and what do we need to do to address it? Thank you for the clarification. You think you were clear. I was just getting my head around it. <laughs> Thank you. Awesome. Thanks for that clarification, Jennifer. And I don't anymore, but when I first started my job, I was actually responsible for administering that program. So very familiar with it, very familiar. Um, and excited to see the city pursuing um, funding. Does anyone else have questions about the proposed projects? I know until we're awarded, that's I feel like when we start to have those real conversations about what, what the plan looks like. So this is still early on, but... Um, I see a hand from uh, Commissioner Bunrostro. I, I I don't have much of a question, but just praise for the for the city staff uh, for these three applications, and and I think I echo what was said before. Um, excited about the potential uh, grant to look at climate adaptation and impacts. I, it's it's timely considering what happened in the last last couple weeks and seeing the impacts that it had in all of our communities, I think. Um, so um, just really appreciate the work and and hopefully looking at what the what these projects will bring about. So thank you. Thank you. Uh, Commissioner Heim. 
I just want to go ahead and uh, this is a motion, right? Want to make the motion? Let's move this. I just had one Get question. Going. Do you mind if I ask a question? <laughs> Do you mind if I ask a question before so that we don't have the same situation <laughs> that we have? Hey, someone don't make a second yet. No one do that. <laughs> just, just real, real quick. Um, okay. Agree with everyone else. Very excited about all these projects. I've traveled on all of these corridors and definitely did not feel safe doing so. Uh, walking and biking. So really excited um, that you guys are pursuing these applications. I did have a question about the um, adaptation plan. Um, have staff looked at other adaptation plans that um, like other cities have done or, or, or are you guys like looking at um, you know another jurisdiction as an example going into this work um, kind of just curious where you guys got this idea I think it's important but curious like what you're looking to yeah that's a great question chair um, we we actually hired a consultant to help us with this because of staff capacity um, and so that consultant right now just shared with me four examples uh, for me to review and to see whether or not they meet our needs. Uh, most of them are from regional agencies, and so the recommendations are a little bit too high level because we're looking for things like you need better floodgates. You uh, need to change your traffic controller boxes because we expect, you know, the extreme heat and your traffic signals are not going to work, that sort of thing. So we haven't actually seen what we think we need to do, but we are definitely going to pull from the examples from the first round of um, grant awardees who are beginning this work. Awesome. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's great to know. Um, Caltrans did do vulnerability assessments on the state highway system, so there's one place uh, that you could look. Um, it was done for the entire state highway, so that's a spot. Um, and then was also just going to recommend um, the program manager for this grant program can often connect um, applicants with previous awardees. So just would encourage you to pursue that, um, talking with other people and kind of learning from their experiences. Um, I, I've seen to be really helpful in the grant process. So um, yeah, but anyways, I uh, just wanna wish you all good luck on these applications and uh, look forward to um, celebrating your success in the coming months. <laughs> um, okay, now, Commissioner Hab, you're good <laughs> to do what you want. I would like to second. <laughs> Wonderful. Okay, so we have, <laughs> wow, now I'm laughing too much. Okay, so we have a motion from Commissioner Heim and a second from Vice Chair Pollins. Will the clerk please call the roll for a vote? Thank you, Chair. Commissioner Brassel? Aye. Commissioner Buenrostro? Aye. Commissioner Carpenter? Aye. Commissioner Granville? Aye. Commissioner Harris? Aye. Commissioner Heidorn? Aye. Commissioner Heim? Aye. Commissioner Hopped? Aye. Commissioner Ward-Waller has abstained from this matter. Uh, Vice Chair Pollins? Okay, now my final aye. And Chair Westbrook? Aye. Thank you, the motion passes. Wonderful. 
Okay. Does anybody want to call Commissioner back in? Oh, yeah. I just texted her. Okay, cool. <laughs> All right. Uh, the next item is members' comments, ideas, questions. Wait, am I reading this right? Co member comments, ideas, and questions. Um, are there any commissioners who wish to speak? All right, Vice Chair Pollins. Thank you, Chair Doer Westbrook. Um, I just wanted to point out uh... Oh, Vice Chair Pollins, you're on mute. You're muted. You're muted. I left the screen. I was using okay, the space bar to unmute, <laughs> and, and then I left the screen. Um, I just wanted to mention, uh, related to the funding, uh, the California Bicycle Coalition, which is the statewide uh, bike coalition, uh, recently put out a response, uh, actually yesterday, to the governor's uh, active transportation program uh, clawback. So there was quite a bit of funding that had been promised in the previous budget. Um, and then due to a budget shortfall, the governor is, is clawing back some money from ATP. So, um, you know, if, if anyone is of a mind to <clears throat> advocate and reach out and, and see if they can uh, maybe not about quite as much money that would be awesome thanks that's it thank you i also saw that not great especially since we're <laughs> trying to get more money for active transportation uh commissioner heidorn yeah so um i should have said part of this up with the staff report this is also potentially my last meeting as well i'm the newbie on the commission because i was appointed to fill a vacancy but it's a vacancy uh, where the term is expiring so i wanted to echo what others have said i've just been so impressed with the staff professionalism and the projects you brought forward and also wanted to commend all the fellow commissioners i'm actually blown away with the expertise on this commission i've served on a lot of public boards and commissions and this may be one of the most just professional uh, public boards I've ever been on. So, so impressed with all of you, thank you. Um, if I am lucky enough to continue on, uh, there were two things I was interested in. And if I'm not continuing on, I just wanted to put them as ideas that maybe could be looked at. One in particular that's always been my, one of my big issues is looking at gaps. And I'm, I'm very grateful and glad that the city is looking at gaps in our, our bike network, but I'm particularly interested in like micro gaps. So like where I live, if you look at the business 80, it, it basically cuts across Alhambra neighborhoods connection to Midtown, downtown, um, as well as larger ESAC, which is a huge hub for commuters. But literally, it's just like a block. We've lost a block under the freeway here and there. And I suspect there are a lot of other places in the city where the gap that we're talking about is minuscule and where a potential investment could have big returns. So I'd be very interested if I get to continue on. Uh, being able to look at what are the opportunities where just a small change could potentially have huge benefits in encouraging use of active transportation. And then the last thing that I'm hopeful we'll get some mention of uh, in the report, but I think could use a sustained examination is sustainable revenue. How can we get consistent revenue that the city can decide what to do with going forward? And I'd love to look at that more. And if, if I'm not here, I hope that maybe the commission can consider looking at that in the future. So that, uh, thank you all appreciate this time I've gotten served. Thank you so much, Commissioner Hyder. I think those are 
both fantastic recommendations. And I really hope that we have the opportunity to continue working with you. It's been just the the short um, amount of time that you've been here. You've really made a large impact, I think, and always provide great comments during the meeting. So best of luck. Um, and if not, you know, you, you know where to find us. <laughs> we love to hear public comments too. So <laughs> thank you. Um, okay, Commissioner Hopped. Oh, you're on mute? Okay, now I'm not on mute. I just want to say, Dan Allison, it's good to hear from you again. If memory serves me correctly, we haven't heard from you in quite a while. I always appreciate the comments that you make. Um, and secondly, to those who are leaving the commission, um, I offer my own thanks and appreciation for you serving on the commission. Um, and I will miss all of you who are leaving us. Thank you. Okay. I think that concludes uh, our items for tonight. Thank you everyone so much. Really appreciate you hanging in there. It's not too late, <laughs> just a little after eight, um, but I hope you all have a great evening and Chair. look forward to oh. Sorry, Sorry to interrupt. Um, I believe you missed the public comments section. I did, I did. Okay, sorry about that everyone. Um, is there any public comments? I have no hands raised for public comment. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate you catching me on that. Have a new script as usual. So I'm kind of like not on track the way I <laughs> typically like to be. Um, all right. I'll try this again. Have a good evening, everyone. And I'll talk to you next month. Thanks. Bye, all. <laughs> good night, all. <laughs>